welcome everybody to your favorite, almost your favorite day of the week. It's Thursday, like before a holiday, it's a good day of the week. This is one of the better days, like Thursday before a holiday is everybody's favorite day of the week, I think. I'm off tomorrow, this is my Friday. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like Thursday before yeah. a holiday, I'm off. Aaron, you're off tomorrow, just a heads up. Sure. Okay, um, great. Thanks. <laughs> cool. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's usually everybody's favorite day of the week. Is that like that that evening before before the long weekend is is the, the world is your oyster in that moment. Um, this is the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin, joined by Harrison Fagan and joined by Two Chain slash Aaron Larsoul. Um, <laughs> oh, bracelets. <laughs> Uh, today on the show, we have a lot that we have to get to. I wrote, and it'll be up um, by the time you guys are listening to this on the pod feed on SilverSpoonRoll.com about Darvin Ham's rotations and how I think he needs to rely less on guards. Uh, LeBron came out and uh, said that he didn't know how long he could play uh, for a team that is not interested in winning, essentially. Um, and then we get a report the morning after from Dan Wickey of the LA Times saying, uh, basically bleep you <laughs> as a response. Okay. <laughs> Paraphrasing or is that a quote? <laughs> no, I, I think I, that was I, the I, exact quote. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was all the right. exact all quote. Right. Yeah. Per sources bleep you. Um, so we have all of that to get to. And if we have time, I want to have a little bit of fun with the, uh, James Dolan surveillance. That Face wild, recognition yeah. tech that Ethan Strauss Go to Madison Square Garden. Prince. All of a sudden, it's a Bourne movie. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Just at, I every time I try to think of like how this person can be worse at their job, it's like here you go. Here's this new and exciting way. <laughs> I have sat like the visiting team gets um, the visiting team gets seats. Uh, you know it, when the Lakers go on the road, the home team gives the visiting traveling party seats in the arena i have never sat farther away in any sporting event from anything than i did at madison square garden when the uh what year was 1819 i think when the lakers were at madison square garden somebody was asking me how the up game on the was bridge going. like above the scoreboard you're uh you're up there the uh, the obstructed yeah the view. auxiliary auxiliary catwalk media area our team They're like yeah, wait, strap know. into this bungee cord we're just gonna kind of you know you're gonna dangle up here during the game somebody you know? asked me how the game was going i'm like i think the yellow ants are beating the blue ants <laughs> i think i don't know you can't even see the scoreboard from from where i was sitting it was miserable it's, it's beautiful arena though it's well it's not beautiful it's historic it is a great place to like see a game like the, the, the presentation of it is really cool too like the live band and all of that what's the difference between historic and historical can somebody one of you english people majors no, nothing. Yeah, okay, cool. I, I, like on. I could use it correctly in context, probably, but I don't know if I can like. It so I was gonna that. say I don't know if it's a historic or historical arena, but it is. It is. It is the mecca of basketball, that, and it's awesome. In that case, yeah. Even though I was sitting, I mean, I had to bring oxygen up to where I was sitting. <laughs> we had to we had to set up camp halfway. I got a go. bunch of shit a few years back for saying that MSG was a dump, and um, it, I mean it was. It was for a long time, and apparently the, it had been re- renovated or something like that, and, and it's apparently better now. Um, when I was referencing it, it, it had just been freshly renovated. So, mm. you know, God forbid you insult anything in New York, because the Mecca of... I mean, we, we're all in agreement. It shouldn't be the Mecca of basketball, right? Like, we can we can all agree. Like that's I, I where, would like to go to MSG again, so I'm not going to is. say anything. No, I mean, it just is. Like, whether we think it should be or not, it is. 
Why? Like because, because it is. Like, what? Are we going to debate what should be the mecca of mecca? Like because it's you been it, because it has been deemed such by by James Dolan. No, <laughs> but by, by New Yorkers. Predates that. It definitely predates James Dolan. Yeah. Anyway, but um. All right. So we are going to um. And I'm glad. I, it, it sounds like my mic is working now. Yeah. I think my mic yes. is okay. Yes. Um. Shouts to Harrison for for pointing that out. Uh. That that is the worst when I when I am editing the 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 pod itself. You know, I was I'm trying to save like, you and have it be seamless, awful. but then you're like, okay, let me bring it up just in case no, anyone I, didn't notice that I sound good now. It's important that people know that we care about these things. Is in <laughs> my audio opinion. quality matters. Yeah, it not does. enough to go back and edit it or to catch it before you start the show, but enough to acknowledge it during. <laughs> there is no way for me to know unless you tell me. And you waited. We spoke before for like ten minutes. Before I, we started, you know, I only started paying attention to what you were saying once yeah. we were on air. <laughs> you generally sound echoey in real life, so we just kind of figured that was, you know, you, yeah. you would well, that's, I, that's because I usually, usually do do that that on purpose. Oh, now you're now purpose. you're a PA announcer for a baseball yeah. game. Okay, I like it. How about it? All right, so I gave you guys the topics that we were going to talk about no, uh, regarding the Lakers. Which of those? I'll let you pick, Harrison. Would you like to start with? Would you like to start with Darvin Ham's lineups? Would you like to start with LeBron's comments? and uh, Or would you like to start with the Lakers' leaked response to those comments? I, I think we got to start with what LeBron had to say. It feels like sort of the, the lead uh, news item here. And, you know, considering I don't think we've had a pod since then. Uh, yeah. Not a long one. All right. Yeah. So here's, uh, here's what LeBron said after last night's game, after uh, the Lakers lost to Miami. Dennis Schroeder did an interview last week where he said he talked to you and, and you said you want to play seven more years till you're 45. Do <laughs> you feel particularly springy that day? Is that an aspirational number? Um, I don't. I don't have a number. Um, I know I. Uh, as long as my mind stays in it. Um, the million mile stare here. Uh, real, I can play little, at this little level for. <laughs> makes me a little. For nervous. a minute. Um, now, you know, it's up to my mind. It's not my body. It's going to be okay because if my mind into it, my, my, I would make sure my body's taken care of and I'll continue to put in the work. Um, so um, I'm, a, I'm a winner and I want to win. And, um, you know, I want to win and, and give myself a chance to, to, to win and still compete for championships. Um, that has always been my... My passion has always been my goal since I entered the league at an 18-year-old kid out of Akron, Ohio. And I know it takes steps to get there. But once you get there and you know how to get there, um, playing basketball at this level just to be playing basketball is not, it's not in my DNA. It's not in my DNA um, anymore. So, you know, We'll see what happens and see how, how fresh my mind stays over the, over the next couple of years. Winning basketball just for the sake of – or playing basketball just for the sake of playing basketball is not in my DNA. Anymore. Do you think we and can get like more point? Anymore. anymore is doing a lot of work there. Do, you think, yeah. uh, do we think we can do like DNP DNAs? Like, can we, can we, can we get, get like LeBron James uh, DNA is not available for tonight's yeah, he got game. a DNA CD. It's, uh, you well, know. Look, he was, he was the first, uh, I, re- I remember it. It was, uh, 
I think it was he got hurt at, at Golden State, and then I think it was the next game at Golden State where everybody was expecting him to come back and play. Um, his first major injury on Christmas at Golden State. He comes back, and I remember seeing, uh, you know, the injury report saying LeBron James is out load management, and it was the first time we'd ever heard the term load management. So. I think it's possible he could be the first, you know, some kind of DNA designation. Groundbreaking. I mean, the man has some kind of super DNA to begin with. The fact that the fact that he's been able to do what he's doing at his age anyway, like his DNA seems to be unique as it is. I know that we're going to talk about a lot of aspects of this clip and what LeBron said and what he said after that clip, because, you know, he sort of continued along that line of questioning. But my my favorite part of this that has gone underplayed is the look that kind of hits his face when he when it's brought up. Dennis Schroeder did a German language interview (laughs) and you can see him having like like May of 2021 flashbacks to like, oh yeah, me and LeBron aren't vaccinated in German uh, and having to answer, you know, questions about a German language Dennis Schroeder interview. He's like, you can see him there for a second. Like it, it, there's He's a brief like, oh, starting of no. the eyes of like, oh no, not again. Oh, well, like Dennis give all the best stuff, right? Like it used to be the same thing. Luca. Uh, yeah. It used to be the same thing with Dirk, like, or uh, who was it? When I was with the Blazers, there was always like Rudy Fernandez or Sergio Rodriguez would go back and it was always like the Spanish language, you know, the interviews in Spain would be like, what the fuck did you just say? (laughs) Marcelo Huertas did one after leaving the Lakers. To America somehow. Where he just basically was like, he's like, yeah, D'Angelo Russell doesn't care about winning and like none of the guys there were serious and like all this stuff. Like he just, they just let it fly because they're like, yeah, nobody. You know, this is being recorded, right? Yeah. Like. Well, that's the thing with all like I mean I, I know what you're, I know what you're saying, but like um, yeah, role players in general let it fly more. Like everybody wants to get the quote from LeBron, want to get the quote from so and so or whatever. But like when you when you're doing, um, who's the guy who wrote Three Ring Circus? Why am I blanking on his Jeff name? Perlman. Jeff Perlman. Jeff Perlman was on, and he said that like his favorite people to talk to were role players because they don't get talked to normally. And they just, they have, they have, they were there for the stories too. Right. So they haven't heard of those fly. stories yet. Right. Yeah, right. Um, all right. So, so I guess someone, the point to... is somebody needs to ask Max Christie if he wants to play <laughs> basketball just to play basketball anymore. Just see what he says. You know, Where's Matt how long Ryan? is he planning on playing? Like Matt Ryan isn't a Laker anymore. Like we can. <laughs> Harrison, are you still giving Anthony updates to like turn him into full Joker with the, the Matt Ryan updates? Only if I see a good stat, which is Matt Ryan never. seven of eight from so, three tonight. You know, yeah. kind of... No, the the one that the one that set me off the other the other night was um, uh, my buddy who covers the Spurs saying that Stanley Johnson has looked really good in San Antonio. I was like, this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, our our Spurs site manager has been sending me updates, and it's sad. Tynan Matthew Tynan was the one who said that. Can we like, can we point man, out? I think it's, I think really it's meaningful good. as we break down um, all of the implications of this clip and everything that it means. Can we point out that I don't think it's coincidental who asked the question, by the way? I also oh, don't think it's co- I, I also don't think LeBron was caught off guard despite what his facial <laughs> the machinations. You, it, was the, it was the Dennis Schroeder gave a German language interview lead in that he was like, oh, no, what did he say? What what did he say this time? I, I, I'm not entirely unsure that LeBron didn't know that that question was coming. How about that? Yeah, I mean, like I, I look, he had a, he had a good answer ready. Like he dove all the way into like watching his kids play, watching movies, watching all this stuff, making movies. Oh, he didn't mention that. He did. I guess I missed that one. No. Um, yeah, I there there is a lot to get to on this clip and in in and um, in his 
answers that continued beyond the clip. Um, I think the the most obvious answer that that you got from Lakers fans was, "Good God, they're holding this man hostage." And then the most uh, the most pervasive answer that you got mm. from outside from outside Lakers fans was, "You know what you signed up for, right?" Um, and I think the answer. And the way to respond to this is somewhere in between those two things. Like, I don't think the Lakers are holding him hostage. And I don't think, and I, and I, and I don't necessarily think that, um, you know, when he signed his extension, he should have known that he was getting himself ready for this because I don't think there's any way to anticipate your GM potentially lying to you on what the team was getting ready to do to, to surround you with talent. So like that's, that's, it's somewhere in the middle there. Um, Aaron, I'll let you start with, with, right. <laughs> with not what I just said because then it's just like big hearty sip. But um, but like when when you Rob see Linka this ever clip, lied to you, you know, lying out of character. <laughs> <laughs> not that have I'm you aware. ever called him Rob Polanka? Like, is that um, I have not. No, I have not. <laughs> but um, I you have told me and i'm not i'm not calling you a liar and i'm not yeah. and i'm not saying that that what you're saying is not um true when you say it to me but you have re- re- reiterated on several occasions that um lebron and, and the lakers are on the same page and that he is always up to date on what the lakers are or are not prepared to do wait the, um, wait, 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 wait those are two those are two different things though those are two different uh, things them being on the same page is different than LeBron being a part of knowing what's going on. If being on the same page implies that like everybody thinks the same thing or believes the same thing or, okay. you know, is, is Has the same goals. Correct. Okay. Or believes like this move is the right one or this move is the right one. I'm not, I'm not saying they're all on the same page. I'm saying that LeBron is not being kept out of the process of knowing what's going on. Okay. Um, so my thing though, is like, as he's being kept in, that process and as it gets reported and inferred um that he has become uh, much less of that process than say when he first got there uh how does the franchise react to this stuff like is there a reaction other than telling dan wiki go bleep yourself I mean, I don't. Th- they didn't say that to they Dan Wojcik. What do you have against? No, Dan, they said to Dan Wojcik, tell him human. to go bleep mean? himself. Yeah, Wojcik's um, like, you're gonna make a trade. They're like, go bleep yourself, Dan. So there's so much here. I do think, as I've said to both of you individually, and as I have said on maybe this show, but definitely on the hook, and and when we used to do the spaces, LeBron doesn't do anything by accident. I don't think he was caught off guard by this question. Um. And his answer was good. And I don't think, I think he chooses his words very, well. it was at the beginning of Inside Man, right? Uh, Clive Owen, right? Like I choose my words very carefully and I don't like repeating myself. Mm -hmm. LeBron chooses his words carefully. He knows what he's saying. There's a reason for it. At first glance, it looks like he is attempting to exert some public pressure um, for changes as he has done throughout his career, has done less so with the Lakers as he had in his previous stops. But that's what it looks like on the surface. Um, as far as the Lakers' reaction, I mean, there's not much you can do, right? You can hey, you can bring LeBron in and say, "Hey, like, what do you, what is it that you're seeing? What is it that you want to happen here?" Because, like, I don't think do you think nebulous... he's going to be banned from from MoneyLaundering.com Arena. 
Like if it was if he said that about a James Dolan team, would he not be allowed back? Uh, depends if he wears the disguise, MSG, which is unfortunate. It's his favorite arena. He's if he wears that Rudy Tootie fresh and fruity, uh, <laughs> the Grand Slam breakfast, whatever was it? I was it IHOP or was it Denny's? I don't remember. But if he wears the uh, the fake nose and glasses and mustache, he will be able to get into uh, yeah to uh, the to Madison Square Garden because Dolan's facial rest. I think a soccer coach literally did that. He was kicked out and he came back with one of those. no. With you know who it was? It was um, baseball. Man. Valentine was managing the yeah. Mets. No, I think I think a and soccer a, I think a like soccer coach did it too, it, but yeah, oh, okay. I, I think Valentine did it also. I think yeah. Uh, so I I mean, and this goes to, um, you know, whatever. Like, I, I wouldn't say I got in, I got into it a disagreement with I guess Lakers Twitter Lakers fans at large, um, which we can get into in a second. But my problem is what my 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 issue there was. Anthony, I will lump you in this group. There's not a lot of not a nuance. There's not a lot of nuance in the in the trade discussion, um, and and it just feels like like the Lakers just have all these levers they can pull or buttons they can press and just say pick one, like do this deal, and it doesn't take into account the other teams, what their interests are, et cetera, et cetera. But it also there's there's the sentiment just like just fix it, okay? How? What? And so I think. If and, and the Lakers, I, I would imagine, will and should talk to LeBron. Um, and, but there, there's ongoing dialogue. Like, okay, LeBron, I, I get it. You're right. And by the way, I agree with you. I don't think I don't think Rob comes across looking particularly good here because he publicly said he publicly made promises he has not yet kept. Um, and certainly mitigating circumstances. Seem to plan to keep this nah. year. <laughs> I mean, you, but okay, but it just takes one, right? Like you can say no, 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 no. And then all of a sudden there's a trade and then, okay, well then did he plan it or did it happen today just because it happened today? So to Lakers Twitter, but also to LeBron in this case, you want change. Okay. What? Le LeBron is, LeBron is brilliant. There's maybe no better basketball IQ in the history of planet earth than LeBron. Has he been a great GM in his time? Mm. The record is mixed. But okay, LeBron, what do, like realistically, what do you want? What mm -hmm. what is it that that is not happening that you would that that you would like to have happen? Not when I need to be able to compete for championships. Okay. How? How? What now? How? You were right so, in this Anthony, you were right. Like should a trade have been made in the offseason? Yes. I agree with you. A trade should have been made in the offseason. But that's inconsequential now. Here we are. So now what? So essentially, Aaron is saying that the, the conversation has become. He goes what like that for another that? minute. What the hell is that? <laughs> How did you get that footage of my cat asking for dinner? What is <laughs> feed so your cat, Harrison? You can take he, a break <laughs> here. Is, so here is like my ultimate point, and this is what you and I go back and forth about. And Lakers fans, I understand your frustration, but here is my point: all of those arguments that are being made to you have to do something, whether it was at the two and ten start, whether it's now, whether it was because AD got injured, whether it was when AD wasn't injured and playing so well, you can make an argument to say. All of these things are why you have to make a trade. But somebody on the other side could also reasonably say, take those same data points and say, this is why you don't make a trade or you don't have to, or you shouldn't make a trade. And 
Now we'll put 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 the offseason aside. Put last offseason aside. I agree with you. The Lakers. If I were made the Lakers, I would want to too. Yes, <laughs> I agree with you. But I'm saying I I believe that was a misstep. The Lakers should have made a trade in the offseason. I agree with that. However, here we are, and at two and ten, you can say this team is fucking terrible. Get these guys some help, or you can say this team is fucking terrible. I don't want to waste the future because it's not going to be good enough. So my point is, it is a it is complicated because reasonable people can disagree. Reasonable people can take the same data point and argue it from either side. And I think, as you started the show with, the reality is probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I'll let Harrison. Harrison is, is a budding Play star moderate. right now because of his therapy session on on his pod this this week. Um, budding star. Wow. Loved, loved, loved Harrison, the, th- you know, me, the therapist and Harrison, the, 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 I, I, I guess the, the, the receptor, the receiver, a patient. Thank you. The therapy patient. Um, but yeah, I, I, my thing is like, didn't you just I, say you were going to let Harrison answer? I will. I said in a second. Okay. I, well, yeah, he's, my, he didn't say he was a good therapist. He's going to give his take <laughs> on it before he hears what I have. He's going to gonna influence your, yeah. <laughs> But I don't know. I, it's like, well, here's what you shouldn't say to me, real quick. Just so the the argument, the argument. If you're saying at two and ten, they are too far gone to be fixed, right? And if you're saying that, you know, now I think now we have reached the point. I'm going to be honest. I, I like for those who were saying that it's it's too late now to fix it. We don't know enough about AD's injury. Uh, you know, they they want. We got that that positive spin that the Lakers are apparently going to revisit this in a couple weeks and then based off of that decide what they're going to do from there. Um, nothing up to that point was remotely positive that I had heard. And even that was very veiled positivity. No, I mean, um, speaking of updates, you could read two different ways with the same wording. Yeah. You know, that right, update, right. Which is like either, you know, yeah, like, cool, he might avoid surgery. And then on the other side, it's like, oh, he might avoid surgery he is right, hoping right. to hey, look, avoid all of a procedure been, all of and, it yeah. has been a little odd. i mean he he is moving fine right he's not wearing a boot like all of it has been strange yeah although that, the, he could feel fine and then but that's weird. because there's a stress injury and he's not stressing his his foot and then it goes and plays basketball maybe that yeah i mean it's all been it's a little yeah yeah I agree, and, I agree and so like I, I think at this stage like the lakers are what 14 and 21 um, they haven't been competitive really since AD has gone down. The defense has fallen off of a cliff. I think we're starting to see players let go of their own individual rope, their, their portion of the rope this year where you're seeing like Russell Westbrook's shots, I think are way up and his three point attempts are way up. Um, you're, you, you know, I, I think, uh, I think even Pat has started gunning to a certain extent. He shot like five threes in the first. That's making him finally. Yeah, I was going to no, say, don't fine, you leave fine. Pat that's out of this. You've criticized him well, enough. He, he is actually contributing into, now. Into I, being I, look, a, a useful offensive player again. He it, And look, if, if, if that's what the coaches have wanted from him, then cool. I, I just like he, his play to this point has been very, you know, not that. So I kind of wonder if, if it's him like just kind of showing, hey, you know, other team out there, if you're interested. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, I just think, and, and, and the turnovers, they had, what, 24 turnovers 26. in their last game against 26 turnovers, 26 whatever it was. Miami. It was a ridiculous number against Miami. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's a lot of things that are showing that everybody is just kind of tuned out on this season. And I think 
if that is the case, then the moment to make a trade might have passed by. I, I, I know that it passed by because they should have done it heading into the season. And the, the part of this that I just can't get out of my head is that that 20 game, like Rob Polinka has been around the league for long enough to know that you, it, it's, it's not some button that you can just press in 20 games and say, okay, now's the time. Now I'm going to make a trade. Because as we approach that 20 game moment, it was, well, nobody really wants to make a trade in December. And then it was, well, nobody really wants to make a trade before the holiday weekend. And now it's, well, nobody really wants to make it like before the, before the trade deadline, far enough before the trade deadline in the first place. And the 20 game deadline and, and, and if that coincides with them not making a trade in the summer and not making a trade at last deadline, like it just, it just to me has always screamed for those who wanted to pay attention to something that they didn't necessarily want to hear they don't want to fix this. They don't think there is any fixing this with LeBron. But those and are, but those are two different things. Well, no, I, I, but I, 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 they arrive at the same place, right? They, they no, might be no, no, two no, different because, things. No, because the decision making is different. The 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 intention is different. One okay. is accusing them of not wanting to win or not wanting to improve the roster. The other is saying maybe we're too like the rust thing was a bad enough decision that there is at this point no fixing it. But to, it's but yeah, to a I level that's that, satisfactory. It's and, I, and I think a distinction without more, a difference though. Like no, 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 no. There's a big difference there. No, because one is they're, 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 yeah, yeah, in the same place. They haven't done anything. One of them is accusing them of, of not doing what they can do to win. Those I, are two different things. I don't, I don't I'm not saying you can accuse them of that. I'm just yeah. saying those are two those are two very different things. Okay. Well I'll make the accusation and if people want to disagree with it then they can disagree with it. Harrison, you, you haven't been able to talk yet. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, you're just a bad therapist. But um, <laughs> I, I think, you know, I think, like, the your point there of, you know, they don't, like, they don't want to fix it. Like, yeah, like, them not making a move is, like, evidence that, like, yeah, they don't want to fix it, at least badly enough to, like, theoretically give up stuff down the line. But they also may have decided that because they just may not see it as fixable. And I'm sort of inclined to agree with you that at this point, you know, it is sort of too far gone with the AD thing. Like, it's not like we think that they're going to be able to hold, a, whether they, you know, try as hard as they can or if they start to individually let go of the rope. It's not like we think that this team is going to, you know, like keep their heads above water without AD for the next like three weeks or whatever he's slated to be reevaluated in. Is it three weeks from now? Yeah. Uh, something like that. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, I I'm not saying that there's like a bunch of reason to be optimistic or whatever, like that this is fixable at this point, but I sort of am inclined to agree with you. Uh, you know, in retrospect, it's almost inarguable that they should have done something then because having seen how things have played out, there was no way that this team was going to win enough games to kind of prove that they were quote unquote worthy of a move, you know, early yeah. on in 20 games in or whatever it may be, but sort of taking it back to LeBron's comments and, you know, just sort of, cause I feel like we've had the debate about like the front office and all of this stuff like yeah. a million different times on a million different platforms but taking it back to the lebron only one where I, I, is that you just saying you're not a loyal podcaster what the hell you don't pay me enough <laughs> um i you know i, I think that 
like taking it back to LeBron's comments, the my my read on this, like going all the way back to the extension, and this is not like based on in any information. This is sort of my theory. I floated it on Twitter last night. Is that you know everybody was sort of asking, you know, on one hand, why did he sign the extension so early? He could he was eligible, I believe, for this extension all the way up to the end of the season. I think I saw like one of the you know CBA experts say on mm-hmm. Twitter. Yes. Um, and so he could have, you know, signed this extension at any point. If he really wanted to hold the front office's feet to the fire, he could have done that. He could have held out and said, yeah. hey, like, I'm not signing this extension until you make a move, until you trade Russ, until you, whatever it is that he wants them to do, you know, he could have held out until they did that. But, you know, I think that number one, like LeBron, I think probably wanted the most amount of money that he could guarantee himself as he can. T- this has been a common theme that you pointed out that every reporter has brought up that he wants to accumulate wealth. He wants to own an NBA team one day. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get his capital up. He's in 500 commercials with Lily from AT&T and Bronny and, you know, everybody else in between. Uh, you know, he made Space Jam. He's trying to, you know, he's trying to kind of get his wealth up after recently becoming a billionaire. Um, and, you know, so part of it may have been that. Part of it may have been the same argument that we've talked about for the Palinka extension, which, like, whether you agree with it or not, I think you and I have both been critical of it, Anthony, is, you know, the argument no. for it in one respect is that, you know, it no longer appears as though he is GMing for his job. Maybe he can get a better deal. Maybe teams talk to him more reasonably. You could make the same argument to LeBron that, hey, if you extend, I am no longer under the appearance of GMing to keep you like teams can't be like, well, no, you're not just trading for miles Turner and buddy healed. You're trading for miles Turner, buddy healed and LeBron, you know, like you're trading for the opportunity to keep LeBron. And my, my guess is that part of the sales pitch on why you extend before the season is that, Hey, it's going to make it easier to make a deal. And I think that you're starting to see some frustration creep in from LeBron that no deal has been made yet. He feels like he's playing hopeless basketball. Like he can do everything within, his power it you know i think he turned 38 yesterday i don't think which, it's even that he feels uh, like he's playing the, hopeless basketball he is playing hopeless oh, is basketball that okay well <laughs> yeah. happy happy tomorrow, early birthday lebron uh it seems, yeah, seems like tomorrow. it's been great birthday week for you uh hope, hope that continues um <laughs> uh, i think uh i think all of the, oh no go ahead sorry no, and, and so I was just going to say, I, I think some of it is coming from that. But then, you know, the other side of this, too, is LeBron, and I, I wrote about this today at SSR, LeBron's not aware, uh, LeBron was not unaware that, you know, of all of these possible, you know, consequences, like Aaron, you pointed out, he, you know, he chooses his words carefully. I have to imagine he chooses his extensions just as carefully, if not more. Yeah. Like, he yeah. was aware that, hey, if this goes wrong, I'm signing on this date. I am not tradable this season anymore. There is no way out for me to kind of get out of this situation. If that was something that I ever was going to want, if he would have signed his extension on August 4th, the first day he was eligible, he would have been trade deadline eligible this year and able to, you know, sort of like advocate his way into that. So the idea that he had like, you know, sort of no power here and that kind of thing, like is also not true to me. Like he, he made sort of his own decision to that. He wanted to be in LA. He knew that this was going to be a possibility just by virtue of he was signing the extension before a deal was made like this was theoretically possible that things were going to end up this way and so um yeah i I just think all that has to be noted too so i think you can go you can go back even further than that just really quick just one second you can go back even further than that like regarding you know what you signed up for to when he first came to la and he was signing on with an organization with a brand new owner right genie had just taken over months prior from jim 
with a brand new president of basketball operations in Magic Johnson who had no prior experience and with a brand new general manager in Rob Palenka who had no prior experience in running a basketball team. So this idea that like when you came when when he came here, I think the idea at the time was, well, Magic will learn on the job. They would go to CBA school. Uh, they would go to tampering school and they would they would figure all these things out on on the fly. Um, and that that hasn't come to fruition. And so, like, yeah, I, I, it's not so. Ne- it's not necessarily that I have a whole bunch of 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 empathy here for for LeBron because, at the end of the day, like he's an adult. He made this very adult decision, and and now he has to stick it out. But also, I can understand where he's coming from if if he was told at the time, as has been reported, that hey. Uh, if you sign on this dotted line, we would get you help and they haven't gotten him help. So I think all of that can be true at the same time. Do you think it was like a, do you think it was like a mislead, like one of those from like story uh, stories, it was like a misleading promise. It's like, Hey, you know, that kind of like that combo guard that they're little, they're seen as a little overpriced around the league. Like we will make sure that we trade them that, that, you know, the one that doesn't fit all that well with you, that we, uh, you know, kind of... <laughs> yeah, right. They're just describing you know, Taylor Horton Tucker. We'll, we'll make sure that we get rid of them <laughs> if you sign this extension. And then they immediately traded for Patrick Beverly with Taylor Horton Tucker. And they're like, well, LeBron, <laughs> promise kept. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, the, I, I just, I think everything, Harrison, that you said is correct. Um, but not Anthony. Talk to the, what's that? But not Anthony. Just me. Yeah, just you. Um <laughs> <laughs> but I would add one other thing, and that is right. I think the, the I'm like, what do you say, fuck me for? The comments <laughs> after the game kind of speak to this, right? And the the whole thing before the year, the commercials, the um, you know, Father Time commercial, all of that, and then yesterday his comments which about like, how much lo- again just shows you he's going after the bag because like that is a that is not a smart commercial to, series to green he's light. Been, he's been, if a, you he's think been you on may... a lot of. Uh, yeah, he's, start he's done to a lot lose of commercials. Some, lose some battles with Father Time down the on in some Well, at the beginning TV it looked games. like he was losing and now he's yeah, back it's to a, being those, those commercials were not aging well. Yeah, Father so Time I think was it all speaks to <laughs> LeBron maybe for the first time kind of thinking about or considering or recognizing his basketball mortality. And so I think that could be a factor also in why you know the the, the extension was agreed to when it was and how it was and all that because Look, LeBron's going to get whatever money anywhere, but LeBron's been hurt. I mean, yeah, he's missed significant time every year as a Laker. So, well, almost every year as a Laker. Uh, depends what you consider significant. But he's missed time, right? He's not playing 78 games a year anymore. And so there's may have been an element of like, hey, like, I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe I get hurt again. Let me just get this out of the way. It also, in addition to... You know, it gives it gives the front office some some power in, you know, not having to at least from from the outside perspective, not having to assuage LeBron and oh, he might leave, you know, as you as you alluded to trading for a couple of guys and trading for LeBron, much like, you know, like the, that was the, the thing the, David Griffin would always say the Clippers, was, the know, Clippers trade, made, right They They weren't yeah. just trading for Paul George. They were trading for Paul George and Kawhi, which is why. Well, tossed, I mean, it was it was uh, David Griffin David and Griffin Kobe literally both said made deadline LeBron. moves to trade for an engaged LeBron, you know, yes. in, in his years in Cleveland like that. That's a thing. Um, so I think I think that could be a part of it also. And like you don't have to. I mean, I don't know what conversations were had between Rob and, and LeBron 
or whomever, Jeannie and LeBron, whomever, um, prior to signing it or what promises were or were, have, were not made. But, I mean, to be fair, though, like, we don't have to know those because Rob specifically said yeah. he feels responsible as the caretaker for LeBron's whatever late prime or the last chapter of his career or whatever it was, and that he was willing to do whatever it took to get him the help he needs, including, and he, he stated this explicitly, including draft picks including future those two future draft picks so i don't think we have to know about like was any promises were any promises made or kept or broken or whatever rob said and and it doesn't make him a liar but he has not fulfilled those promises yet his own in his own words he has not done what he said yet now there's unless he thinks he has and it was patrick beverly like (laughs) this sounds like this sounds (laughs) like when when mia is upset that i promised to take the trash out and i haven't done i'm like well i haven't kept that promise yet there you go i'm just by the way i'm uh, just playing like meatloaf in in the back of my head just like but i won't do that i'll do anything for love right yeah Yeah. Um, by the way killian hayes three game suspension yeah wow two game suspension crazy Amadou Diallo, I can't one believe game, he didn't get five. And one game suspension for eight Magic players. <laughs> Cole Anthony, Mo Bamba, Wendell Carter Jr., RJ Hampton, Gary Harris, Kevin Harris, Franz Wagner, Admiral Schofield. Are, are, the, ma- are the Magic going to make a trade with the Lakers just to have enough bodies to not <laughs> forfeit? Howard. Like, this is... Yeah, get him on the phone, Rob. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, I can't believe I, he didn't eat, like, five games. He punched the guy in the back of the head. What I the mean, fuck? <laughs> yeah, and it looked like Adam I mean, Silver was like, like, it was like, yeah, just like put in the press release him. that I said Mo deserved it. Did you see the hip check? That's so, what he gets. I, but to go back to the LeBron, I do think, and this goes back to the same trade conversation. Like, yes, Rob has not done it yet. Will he? I who knows. But it, like, it's not. It's just not as simple as that. Like, okay, make a trade and fix the roster. It's just. It's. It isn't that simple. As much as we would all love it to be, it isn't that simple. There is not nuance. anymore. There is a. There is a sliding scale of what is worth it, what isn't, etc. I think. I think it isn't that. It isn't nearly as simple now as it was when he signed the contract. And I think the frustration, the bubbling's over. That is bubbling over, is him kind of recognizing that 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 time might have come and gone. You know, yeah, between and this and the, between this and the deleted tweet about I'll never miss the playoffs again, <laughs> uh, LeBron, you know, maybe you know, reckoning with some things. On sure, the but let's also birthday. like, <laughs> okay, LeBron's fantastic. Still, hold on, really quick, really quick. I want to, I want to address this. So Lane is is saying, um, did you all just miss what Palinka said during the Darvin Ham? That's what we literally just talked about. <laughs> so yeah, I like, thought we were just yeah, we were just saying that. Yeah. Yeah. I just and, I, and I, I see know, I see people going at Aaron in the comments can, and you know, no, I don't see the mic. comments. No, no, no. I want to see yeah. them. I want no, Well, don't worry about them. I want to see like, the comments. Well, come on, no, somebody, come on. I ain't hiding from nobody. Aaron's not saying this. There's that one. Okay. Okay, Lane. Come on, give me some more. That one and then Okay, okay. They aren't going at me. Lane is going at me. Yeah, and then there's this really important one. Did you know that, you know that orcas are only one of three species okay. to go through menopause? I did, you know, I did. you're going to have to bring orca know. facts back after I, uh, I am. I am. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I think. And, and I think... No, hold on, Anthony. Just to just allow me to address Lane for a second, Lane. And as we all know, Rob would never lie. Okay. Yeah. Again, it's it's never happened. Harrison before. Fagan. Okay. I, yeah. 
It's never ever happened. The 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 Kings definitely didn't think they were getting Kyle Kuzma and and uh, Montrezl Harrell. He's having didn't a meeting he? with Heath Ledger right now to discuss their trade options. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Heath Ledger. Okay, <laughs> you didn't hear that story? No. What? No way, Aaron. Oh, no. you're talking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. I, yeah, um, yeah. I know what it is. No, yeah. So, all right. I. It, it does feel a little litigious to say that he hasn't fulfilled the promise yet. And there is still time before the February deadline to, to still potentially fulfill this promise. But if he doesn't fulfill this promise before the February deadline mm-hmm. and LeBron goes through two straight uh, seasons that were over by the time they got to the second year, <laughs> the second calendar year of that season, um, you know, I, th- I think it's fair to wonder if they'll be planning for a break. And And one of the things that I couldn't quite like I couldn't quite separate in my mind as I was listening to to those clips and reading those quotes was, oh, this is like we saw last year, I think, uh, Rob make a concerted effort to get the narrative out there that it was all LeBron behind the Russell Westbrook trade. And I think LeBron lost that war of the narrative um, in, in PR last year. It's one of the first times, maybe the first time that I think we can ever really say that. And I, I couldn't help but wonder while he was talking about this and the way that he was talking about it. And I do think, yeah, Aaron, we do have to weigh the fact that it was McMenamin who asked this question. And it looked like a very well-rehearsed answer um, when he answered that question. It made me wonder if this is him gaining back that narrative of pla- painting himself as a kind of victim here as he plans his exit. So that when we get to the summer, he's going to be like, look, guys, I did I everything I could. Yeah, I, I, I did everything I could. I gave, I gave him, I gave him the benefit of the doubt when I signed that extension, and I, I, I tried to give him more leverage when I did. I did this. I did that. I did. I even played center. Um, you know, I, I pretended to know who Austin Reeves was for like three months. Like, how dare LeBron scouted him from sixth grade? Okay. <laughs> Took a trip. Was like, it, is it Monroe? I think it's Monroe. He took took a, a trip down a dirt road to Monroe, Arkansas, a town of twelve hundred yeah. people. He found the exact cow that he took a picture of. That they didn't they even have. They didn't even have an indoor gym. Family farm. LeBron was <laughs> to sit outside. For... So, like, I don't know, Harrison. I saw you kind of nodding while I was saying that, but this felt to me like the beginnings of that that narrative planting. That that planning for look we 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 did what we got here we came here to do we won the one championship it's clear that this isn't going in the direction that we want i don't have as much power as i thought i was getting when i got here and now that's it i'm gonna start wiping my hands clean yeah you know i hadn't thought about that specific angle of it of like is this sort of a i'm reframing the narrative and sort of you know setting up this potential you know uh this post credit scene down the line uh of this season where you know i ask out or you know whatever it may be i, I was just, uh, no i was nodding and laughing to myself because i was imagining like magic's first take appearance after like if lebron demanded a trade <laughs> on rob Polinka's watch the victory oh, that oh magic God. johnson will take is gonna be <laughs> incredible. you're gonna get Aaron to throw stuff I'm gonna, <laughs> he's oh. gonna he's oh. gonna be doing He's gonna be doing like it's a. Oh. Gonna be doing like a jig on on uh on like the on national TV, just like. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Get, I haven't had a bagpipe couple just weeks. Like, and if I if if this happens, if Magic, uh, no, oh, never. Mind. You haven't had a drink in a couple weeks. No. 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 Hell yeah! Congratulations. You're not drinking dude. on the show. 
Uh, I am. I'm drinking a Kirkland brand, not sponsored, know, Kirkland brand that. sparkling water. Yeah. Um, so I don't think I, my honest opinion of this is I don't, I mean, I, I, I don't think you're wrong necessarily, Anthony. I could see why that would be, a, would be a perspective. And it seems, I mean, it seems quite like a quite reasonable take. One of your more reasonable takes <laughs> as you set crypto.com and the facility in El Segundo on fire and uh, go, go lead a go Aaron, lead a you're the first person to call the arena by its correct branded name in like uh, on this podcast feed yeah. in like a month. Yeah, I don't, I don't like the name. I don't like the name that Anthony SBF arena. It. Is that what it is? I don't like the name that Anthony calls it. So I'm trying to, I'm Speaking trying to of regrettable nickname. The heat still have FTX. Yes, they do. On, yes. On My California brand, golden bears. Good. It was FTX field. Between and, that and the uh, Dolan thing that we're all of a sudden about, it wasn't, you know, and they couldn't figure out what to do with the <laughs> like the logo that was on the field, they just put a huge, a huge navy rectangle over it, and we're like, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> um, but I don't think that's what it is because I don't think LeBron wants to leave. What I think it is, I don't think it's him like trying to reshape the narrative. I do think it is him trying to exert the pressure he's exerted at various times here but much less so than he has in other places i do think it is him saying like what he can because he doesn't have the power he's had before one because he's locked in two because like organizationally he just doesn't have that anymore part of that is narrative based i think you're right about that part of that is a pushback from push and pull pushback against the okay you wanted russ and here we are you know you made your bed lay in it kind of thing but I also think it's because, like, frankly, LeBron's not the player he was. He's still really good, but he's still great even, but he's not the player he was, and he signed. Um, so, but I do think it is LeBron attempting to exert some of the pressure and maybe get back some of the control that he has not had as much of with the Lakers, more so than I think it is him trying to, like, gain sympathy points if at some point he does ask out. I think there's he has also all the like if he, he does ask out, out, I mean, there's not, be all there's not a lot of trades. You know? like, go go find a trade on the trade machine that we're, there's not a lot of trades for LeBron. Yeah, my, my buddy James was um, or Snotty Drippin on Twitter was was like canvassing basketball Twitter, and it's so funny because Lakers fans get labeled as like, oh, you make the delusion the, the delusional uh, trade ideas, and then I saw people were like. Do. You included. <laughs> I saw somebody like Darius Garland is untouchable for LeBron. I'm like. Okay, man. Sure. Fine. Absolutely. I mean, just Anthony, like... <laughs> I love that you just painted Lakers Twitter as the yeah. ones who... You see how he separated himself? ...reasonable trades. You see how what? he separated himself from It's that, like the, the Garfield, like, huh, wonder who that reputation's for. <laughs> you know, like... Um, we do Anthony have... We do... 75 trades. Well, not so much anymore. Maybe he does really feel like it's too far gone. I had to stop because... Two like weeks it... ago, Anthony put 75 trades in the trade <laughs> machine and send them all to the silver screen and roll Slack. <laughs> And then another 30 of them would get texted to me every day. I got an email from Fanspo uh, saying like, hey, calm down. Our servers can't handle this anymore. It's not yeah. a Go server. Somebody manually is doing it for you every time. They're assembling <laughs> them when you click running little Eric, buttons. Eric yeah. is on the other side of Fanspo. Damn it, Anthony. Um, all right. we do. I do want to se segue over here. And, and there is going to be a lot more that comes out of this. I was surprised more didn't come out of this um, as, as the day wore on because those were some pretty earth shattering quotes like him talking about like yeah i'm gonna have i'm really gonna have to reevaluate things over the next couple of years is freaking wild and oh, i think it's, me, even well, it's my mind just because which Kurt, is also interesting 
like which is which is like, great. Like, that, that was Kyle Gunn's point, and that speaks to like, hey, Lakers do something. If you want to keep me engaged, it does speak to that. That's why I think that's what it's about. But it's like if my mind is right, I know my body will be right. I mean, like because I and I do Usually not doubt that if his mind is into it, he'll like do what he can for his body. I have no doubt of that. My but mind like, still thinks I can do all LeBron kinds of shit that alien, I was doing at 23. But like at some point, the body's gonna be like, eh, yeah. Eh. Um, I wanna I wanna really quickly um t- keep things positive and talk about Darvin Ham's coaching and um <laughs> and some of the Remember issues that I Remember when I said I had had a drink it. in a couple weeks? Um, <laughs> so you're gonna lead I, me back down a dark path. I really rooted. I am really still rooting for Darvin because I think he's a good dude. I, I think. I don't think he's as bad as he's shown himself to be to this point. I think the roster has made things really difficult on him. But I don't also think he has done everything he can do with the roster. And if this feels like I'm saying a lot of the shit that I was saying about Frank last year, it's because we said a lot of the shit about Frank last year. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm done with the uh, multi-yard lineups. And I wrote about this, like I said earlier, this is going to be up on silverscreenandroll.com. I tweeted about this earlier Here's the Lakers' three-point guard lineups, the data on it. Russ Patton, Dennis, 97.9 offensive rating, 144.6 defensive rating. That's a negative 46.7. Russ, Dennis, and Lonnie, 97.6 offensive rating, uh, 133.1 defensive rating. That's a negative 35.6 rating. Pat, Dennis, and Lonnie, um, 106.6 offensive, 120.1 defensive, 13.5. Uh, net and you can just kind of understand it, it doesn't get better from there um it, it that's it's it's a it's a theme and the lakers are starting every game like this um the starting lineup that they've been trotting out there so far this year with uh well even before they had um you know guys go down with injury uh the the lineup that they have right now because of the injuries right uh beverly schroeder walker Bryant and James that has a 101.9 offensive rating and a 110.4 defensive rating, a net of negative 8.5. That's a bad lineup. Even before Davis went down that, that group was a net negative where if you just swap out Thomas Bryant for Anthony Davis, which you think that's gotta be a 20 point swing. No, not, not really. Uh, it was 104.1 offensive rating and a defensive rating of 105.6 which means that those three guard lineups are so bad that they're turning LeBron and Anthony Davis into a net negative out there together. And that's just insane. It's, it's bananas. And you know, there's all this data on it. And I know that coaches don't necessarily listen directly to data. It's not that simple, but I don't know, man, like this is, it's bashing my head up against the wall. And I know like a, a popular response and Jacob said this in, in the Slack last night, um, Aaron, you have voiced some of this too, in that, like when I say play more wings, um, they don't have very many of them, if any of them, I would just say like, play the closest thing you have to wings then like play, play, play the, get some, get something bigger out there. Because I think that this, those lineups, those three guard lineups are below the baseline of, of size and physicality that you need in the NBA. And they below, they're below the baseline of shooting that you need in the NBA and 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 it's really hurting them. It's it's they're leaking points every time he goes to those three and and in some cases four guard lineups, um, in one case five guard lineups. Um, this is it's just I, I don't. 
Aaron, I, yeah. I, you have more context on this than I do. And um, I know a lot of people jump immediately to locker room politics and how that is playing a role in some of the decisions that he's making here. I do think that's playing a role in it. But eventually you would think that because of the results of, of those lineups and, how, and, and, and all of the information that we have that they aren't working, eventually he's going to have to stop going to them. Do you see an end in sight? Aaron, before you so, answer yeah, this, yeah. can I just cut in super Go quickly? Yeah. Um, you know, it's not just, Anthony, you read out all the lineup data, and obviously it's bad, but it's not just that either, right? Like, it's, you know, even if he is, even if Darvin hates analytics, which I don't believe to be the case, but, like, even if he hates, you know, numbers or, you know, anything like that, it's the eye test, too. Like, these groups, yeah. like, they don't, they don't look good. It's clearly not working. Yeah. Um, I think it is less so, to answer your question, is there any end in sight? I don't know. And the Fuck. reason why I was going to say, I, well, I was going to save this part for later, but it kind of, it goes right to it. Darwin is a first time head coach. Yeah. Um, and he has his thoughts on, on what the right way to attack this problem is. Um, it has not worked so far, but coaches are by nature or inherently very stubborn and slow to adopt change mm -hmm. because they have their philosophies. Right. Um, and so yeah, I do think some of this is on Darwin. I don't know how much. I don't. I think the indicators so far are not great, but the roster is very, very is very flawed. Um, but it, it's not. It is plainly not working. Plainly, it, it it doesn't work. Yeah. The answer is like, what do you do? And I understand why, because like, yes, there are way too many guards on the roster. But frankly, like those are the better players. So. Yes, you want more size. It's almost but, like you shouldn't right. design a roster with a trade in mind and then not make the trade. Uh, that is a reasonable. That is a reasonable <laughs> statement. And here's, but here's the other thing. And you said like the however many point guard lineups, Lonnie and Pat Bev are point guard size, but they're not point guards. The other issue is when you turn the ball over twenty, you, like you cannot play this many guards regularly and turn the ball over twenty six times. Is that on? Yeah. Is that on the roster construction? No. The roster construction is flawed. That's why there's this many guards to begin with. But that's not on the roster construction. Is that on Darwin? No. Like the guys need to take better care of the ball in that, like in that case specifically. If you're going to have that many small guys out there, you better take care of the ball. You should um, have an advantage in like skill or shooting or something, right? right like, and, and, the, 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 you want the, yeah. cr the core issue of the Lakers. Usually teams that are play smaller and it's a misnomer to like, if you play small, you play a bunch of small guys. It's not about having a smaller center. It's about usually when you play smaller, you have more skill. The Lakers don't have the skill to be playing this small, but they don't have the big guys either. So I think it is, I don't think Darwin's been great. I don't think he's covered himself in glory this year, but I think it's too early to make any kind of proclamations. And part of it is like, I don't, what's the answer? Okay, play more big guys. Okay, those guys aren't any good. So I don't like. Well, these guys aren't either. Like, we, like we can. But they have a track record of being better than the guys that are the other options. But they don't. They don't have a track record of being good in the roles that they're being asked to play in while they're playing together. They might have track records, you know, of playing point guard well. Like they might have play. They might, but they don't really have track rec records. Lonnie Walker doesn't have an an incredibly great track record at this point of playing small forward very well. I don't think Patrick Beverly is the three and D wing that Rob Polinka said he was going to so be. So I think the one I think the one complaint that I have, and I think is a fair complaint, is like I get playing a million. I like that you're calling your own complaint fair. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm, what, my point is, I think it's it is fair for you. The judge, me, also. has heard the case, yes, and I have, I have, I have decided it so. that it's fair. I think a fair, com- I think a fair complaint is, and I would agree with this. Is how I should have said this, is that I am okay with playing a bunch of small guys because that's who's there, and those guys are better than the big guys. Like whatever you think of Dennis, right? Like he's better than JTA. He's better. He's he's certainly better than your adult child, Damian Jones. But I think the one place where I don't I think would Austin Reeves with... is a better center than Damian Jones, though. T- typical of Aaron sure? to not even mention Winyan Gabriel. I don't think arch nemesis. Yeah, sure? right. Oh, yes. One right. of these things. Why do I hate? Yeah. yeah. Why do I hate Winyan again? I don't remember why that. I, I, one day a thing. I will I, learn. I don't really remember the origin of this. Right. Bit, I but... don't hate. Yeah. No. Winyan's yeah. fine. I just like. <laughs> we yeah. can't call it a bit. It's it's not. Wenyan's it's just fine. the truth. Um, <laughs> but I don't. I don't think the combinations have been optimized. Like. I don't think there's any reason to play Dennis and Russ together. They're mm-hmm. both terrible defensively and they don't work together offensively. Um, so like little things like that, like, I guess I get, you have to play them, but you don't have to play them together. So little things like that. Um, I've been complaining on, well, not complaining. I've been saying on Twitter now for a while, I think Austin needs to play more with LeBron. I think he needs to be tied to LeBron more when it was AD was available to, tied to both of them. Because as you saw, uh, was it was it uh, was it the Orlando game or was it the Miami game? No, where Miami. Austin, he was yeah. getting eaten up by Oladipo. Yeah, yeah, it was the Miami game. He was awful. He was awful. Yeah. And what happens? And you saw some of this in the Orlando game when. And I think Austin is probably the third best player on the team and the second best available player on the team. But when he, <sighs> man, that's depressing. When he, when he, <laughs> like he Austin, gets, man. he has a bad habit of, and it happens a lot with his dribble. He has a bad habit of trying to do too much when he is not surrounded by better players, when he can be like a glue guy and do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, he flourishes in that role. But when he feels like that burden is on him to create more or do more with the ball, he gets himself in trouble because he's not good enough at it yet. So like little tweaks like that. I would like to see Austin more with LeBron. I would like to see Dennis and Russ not at all together if possible, but definitely together less, which I think is probably the reason Dennis is starting is because to separate him and Russ, but then they still end up playing a bunch together. So little things like that. I don't, I don't think you can say because there just aren't enough other options. I don't think you can say like you're playing way too many guards. Don't play them. But I think the combinations should be looked at. Yeah. And like, it's one thing. Yeah. Like I, I agree with everything that you've said about these are generally the more skilled players on the roster and all of that stuff. But yeah, like you got to change up, which it doesn't matter if it's, you know, Russ with Dennis or if it's, you know, uh, like all of the, you know, whatever combinations you don't like, you don't like the stuff that they're doing right now is not working. They have to change up the combinations. Even if you think that it should still be the same guys playing, they need to, you know, mess with some of these lineups a little bit. How do we evaluate though this here? Like, I don't, I don't know, you know, we're, we're doing the same thing we did last year with Frank. And, and obviously now with Ham, you, you weigh into all of this that he's a rookie head coach and he's going to learn on the job, which, by the way, was something that Polinka probably should have taken into account when he was hiring him, right? Was this guy's going to go through some growing pains as being a head coach? And is this a group that you want a rookie head coach at, at the helm of? But um, how do we evaluate? Well, Anthony, as we heard all summer, Darvin's going to fix it, okay? That was the only, uh, the, that's, that was that's, the only problem was Frank. That's and, a good point. Uh, um, yeah. But like, how do you like? How do you evaluate this? Because I'm sick of doing the whole. Well, the roster is bad, but 
you know, Ham also maybe not great. I don't know. I don't know what to do here. Yeah, I mean, I I am also sick of not knowing whether or not the coach is playing bad lineups because he has a bad roster or if he just like doesn't has bad know, instincts. Make, yeah, and it's just that's the thing. It's it's kind of impossible to know for sure like there's certain stuff like the starting the starters are clearly not working so like that's on this point that's on ham to some degree regardless of what you know raj i thought has been really good on you know pushing back on the politics aspect of it of like what politics you're like you're seven to eight games under 500 like there's no politics at this i don't think the politics is a thing anyway i mean like the biggest the, the biggest the biggest obstacle to all that he sent russ to the bench and yeah. made that, I mean, work. Yeah. So now we're supposed to there should be no like afraid to bench That was Bennett the biggest political policy. issue. Yeah, done. like, I just, I don't buy into that at all. And so that's my point of, you know, at this point, we're forced to believe that you think that this is the best available starting unit, which it just kind of, you know, it's at least worth trying another one. Maybe, maybe you're right. And that's really depressing, but uh, <laughs> like, it's at least worth giving another one a shot to see if they can do better than like worse starting lineup in the NBA, you know? Yeah, I, I, it's, it's tough here uh, because, like Aaron said, and I think this is really important. Um, and I'm to being note hyperbolic. That, they're not actually the worst starting lineup in the NBA. There's like they're up you know, there tanking teams, but they have, yeah. they have to, They've they have to bad. be close. <laughs> um, but like I, like Aaron mentioning that coaches are inherently stubborn, and and noting the you know philosophical approaches to this, that philosophy is what got. Darvin Ham to being the head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers in the first place. And that isn't something that you just like, now no, I am, same I, argument I am for Russ, now right? like, like Russ can play differently. Yeah. Can he, he's been doing this very successfully for 20 years. No, he yeah. probably can't. And also like as, as a coach too, unless that feedback, like this, this conversation that we're having right now, right. Aaron, you could pass along this this note, and you could pass along these numbers to Darvin, and he's just going to be unless it's coming from, you know, his staff and and the people that he trusts. He's going to tell everybody who mentioned this. Like, if we present him with this data, he's all the more likely to double and triple down on this stuff because fuck you, nerds. Like, like that's that's how this is generally going to go with stubborn head coaches. Yeah, um, maybe don't show him a picture of me and then be like, this guy thinks you should change your lineup. You know? Like yeah, Right. I'm gonna try to tuck in this like this double check. Yeah. Darwin, I swear I just think show, this just is a good idea. Grab the top of this and it's me and Anthony and they, uh, these guys think yeah. that these guys have some thoughts on your coaching ability, Darwin. Hold on, let me change Aaron's name back to Two Chains and say Two Chains has thoughts, and maybe that'll maybe that'll get, get this thing to change. It would be like I'm um, under a uh, a Drake Instagram post. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I Again, I'm, I want to root for the guy not just because, you know, him succeeding means that the Lakers are in a better spot, um, but also because he seems like a legit dude. Dan Wojcicki wrote that great profile of him that he came off yeah. really well in. Um, and, and you know, with all of that said, and even while I acknowledge that this roster makes it impossible for him to succeed, damn near impossible for him to succeed, I don't think he's putting himself in the best position either. And I think the most extreme... I think the nth degree statement or take that I can have on this is that I think they would be better off without Dennis Schroeder. Like I, I think if, if he was just not there and not, and that was not an option for, for Darvin Ham to go to, then that would open up, you know, it would get more Troy Brown minutes and it would get, and, and it would get more natural, small and power forward minutes. And rather, rather than having to see Lonnie go down there and try to, you know, block out centers on the backside of, natural, of small and power forwards. I, I look. It's not Lonnie. Anthony, I think. Anthony I think. Or, I, 
<laughs> or if they had, you know, <laughs> hypothetically, like it's not a matter of Dennis or not. It's a matter of, you know, what they brought Dennis in for and why they thought they had to sign Dennis. Yeah. You know, would they hypothetically be better off if, say, they had approximately 50 million of, you know, like a center and a shooter instead of another point guard? Obviously. You know, that is yeah. sort of redundant with Dennis. Who's to say? Yeah. And, and like, I, as I was writing this out, <laughs> I was literally, I was writing out, like, the number of guards that the Lakers have, and it got to seven. They have seven guards who were, like, six, four, six, five, and under. And, and that's just, that's impossible. And, and it's, and we can't Too separate, uh, uh, we can't separate that from how we evaluate Darwin. However, I do think he's made life a lot more difficult on himself. By I think an over uh, because of an over reliance on on the guards and where there is more NBA talent at at the guard positions, but there isn't NBA wing talent at those guard positions, and I think that's an important difference yeah. to make there. Some of this is it kind of goes back to you know we we've been talking about Magic, but his first year here with Rondo and Lance and yeah Lonzo and the idea <laughs> of the idea of. <laughs> Yeah, and, and some of this comes from look. I, I don't know about this year Lakers. specifically. That's how I'm going to talk about them from now. But on. Some of this comes from LeBron too. His yeah. willingness, his desire, his ability to be right. Whatever. Two years ago, he led the league. He was the point guard and led the league in assists. Um, some of this, and then he got is, finished, and he's like, "Oh, that was fucking exhausting." Like, can we please like? <laughs> can we get some ball handling back here, please? Yeah, can we get yeah. some creation. We, is Lance available? Can we? <laughs> I like Lance. Lance is one of my favorites, actually. Mm. But uh, I, I, I would be for Lance coming back. You know what? Let's let's see Lance strumming the guitar, making some threes. I, I'm for it. And he's also six five. Maybe I wonder six, if six. I wonder if Russ would sarcastically strum the guitar back at, <laughs> at Lance if Lance made a three. Lance makes a three and strums the guitar, and Russ just like <laughs> just strums the guitar back at him, but to mock him, but then remembers that they're actually teammates. Um, all right, let's let's really quickly have a little bit of fun at the Knicks, um, at, 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 with the Knicks. And this story is effing bananas. And if you haven't read it, it is behind a paywall. So you know, either subscribe to Ethan Substack or or find a friend who is. Ethan does good work. Um, Ethan wrote about apparently the Knicks utilizing uh, facial recognition <laughs> recognition technology to uh, ban fans who have said mean things about James Dolan, which well, did, on Facebook too, like on Facebook, like, well, specifically, mostly specifically like telling him to sell they the have team, like right? trigger phrases, right? They yeah, have trigger the phrases. Yeah, okay. One, one of them is sell the team. I would imagine there are some other things you could say about uh, James Dolan that would get you kicked out of there. I just um, can't, I'm band, dying laughing at the idea of, of like James Dolan's like ban pages intern on fit, like the intern that runs his ban page <laughs> yeah. on Facebook being like, Oh, Mr. Dolan, sir, somebody is under the comments on our new music video telling you to sell the team. Like, can you put them <laughs> into the facial recognition algorithm? Do they how have much, so I, how much like effort are they putting into this? Is it like, I assume it's mostly a Twitter. lot, I, but I'm, but I assume it's mostly Twitter where this is happening. It's, a lot. Uh, no, the, the what, example what if you, what if your avatar Facebook? is not your face? Are they like digging in and finding your other Facebook? They're, they're using Facebook, stuff? so that they're they're going they're going, going into LinkedIn like to... there's there's some there's some Facebook there's some Twitter, and and like the the people that he spoke to, some of his sourcing um, for the piece has said like that that appear to be from the security 
uh, unit that that actually administers security guards who are tired of carrying this out. <laughs> they're, they're, they're literally saying this is bullshit. Right, they don't want. They don't want to be fighting Charles Oakley in the, the part hallways of, the, of Madison Square Garden anymore. The part of this that I can't like not think about is the idea that these security teams would be otherwise, you know entangled with one of these fans who tell James Dolan to sell the team if they get an actual threat like god forbid obviously that that doesn't happen or whatever but like this idea that he's using actual security resources that are there to keep people safe in order to keep his reputation safe I mean, which he can only do really himself I don't think these are MSG ushers that are doing this I think that this is probably They're like, showing up with police they have lawyers like, showing up like according no, to yeah, Ethan, the most the most dystopian part of this was that he had, apparently the security personnel like they wear body cams now which like you know i, I think in general is you know for security like police like that's you know net positive but idea. like they're they're now feeling like they have to carry this out because if they don't every all of their actions are being recorded so they can't even go to people and just be like hey you know like i'm really sorry about this i gotta pull you aside they're not allowed to tell the people why they're being pulled aside and warned that they're in the building and they're worried that they're like if they're if they reveal it, it's going to be on their body cam type of thing. So I saw it like very quickly, but there's some sort of like tier system of what yeah. people say or what kind of security. Yeah. Like there are also two system. different types of bands, which was hilarious. It's like yeah, it's right. very there's clear that like, like James yeah. Dolan wrote this down on the back of like a napkin for someone. Like yeah. this is not. But like to the point I just made, this is this is directly from Ethan's Substack quote. It's a joke. Well, quote and then quote. It's a joke, to be honest with you, says someone with intimate knowledge of Madison Square Garden's uh, security policies. They understand that there's a significant danger in redirecting resources from safeguarding 20,000 people towards simply bullying customers. Quote, to have a conversation with a guest that can't come in because they kind of spoke their mind without really going above and beyond. It's a joke, end quotes. Um, yeah, like this, if I'm, I'm just going to say it, and I, this might be me chicken littling here. But I don't know how you ever set foot in MSG if you're a Knicks fan after this, because they are using resources that would otherwise be there to keep me safe. No, those things are going, they're being used on, on things that are not that because of James Dolan's ego. And, and that, like, in, in a city like New York, where obviously there is a history of, of, of targeted attacks in that city, like, that's terrifying. Like beyond beyond the ethical and tyrannical aspects of all of this, but like from a legitimate safety standpoint, I don't know how any Knicks fan is like, yeah, no, sign me up. Sign <laughs> it seems like our security is real important tasks. At the, at this this, this ship has sailed for Anthony, but I got to go back and look at see how critical Harrison's been. Go back and look through his Twitter to see if him and his wife <laughs> come hang out with me at a game. Well, that was going to be. A, I don't know. Is this something that Jeannie is considering? Because if so, I got to stick it. to like, Stop it. Uh, you know. Stop it. Stop like, it. Stop it. You gotta stop go to it, games in it. Dallas here's the other, and San Antonio. Which which owner do we think is most likely to implement this next? That that's Oof, a good question. None. It definitely would have been Sarver. Well, but, but here's the like, other thing. Yeah. No, but here's the other thing. No, he as doesn't have the money for the security system. But as it relates to the no. Lakers, you have to own the arena to do this, right? Like yeah. if yeah. somebody else is in charge of the arena, you don't get to implement this sort of thing. So you think it's like a Somebody says fuck See, the two timelines and they're like things about not. Wiseman online. <laughs> if anybody, anyone who made, he's like, I want you to track down that Sam Esfandiari who made fun of me for going to Wiseman's trade, G League trade game. Wiseman. Trade Wiseman. Shit, he's in the building I'm, I'm banned for life. I want him I, out. 
I'm 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 going when the uh, right before the Super Bowl, the Lakers are at the Warriors. So I'm I'm going. Oh, I got to make sure. I, maybe I got to scrub my feed. I got to see what I've been saying. I might not be allowed in Chase Center. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lounge as we get ready for yet another long holiday weekend. Uh, make sure you guys are all being safe out there. Um, we, you know, fun year that we have all enjoyed together. Insane year that we have all enjoyed together here on the Silver Screen and Roll pod feed and on all of our, our Silver Screen and Roll platforms. Thank you guys a ton for all of the support, despite the Lakers just seeming to openly hate their fans. Um, it has been well, Especially I'm not going to go so far as to say, like, it's been fun covering this. Team. Wait, they but especially hate me or I especially no, hate No, you especially fans. hate the fans. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> First it was Wenyan Gabriel, and now it's the fans. Yeah, no. No, I mean, I, I would like to join. Aaron, Anthony do you and... have facial recognition technology? Is this something that you're like? <laughs> ask ask anybody, anybody that I know that happens to, that I know from Twitter, Lakers fans from Twitter or wherever else. I am very welcoming. No matter what mm-hmm. you've said on the internet, I am very welcoming and uh, like to show people a good time at the at the arena that shall remain nameless because I don't want Anthony to call it a bad name that makes me sad. Um, no, I do not have facial recognition software. <laughs> I like everybody to have fun and have a good time at Crypto.com and at Lakers Games, and I'm available to anyone. All yeah, right, and well, you know, it in the spirit of the new year, you know, we're going to be upgrading things on the pod feed. Anthony, mm. you. Yeah, no, I, I, I've been waiting all show to make this announcement. You never asked me what I was drinking. What I am drinking is we're stepping up our branding. Oh, wow, you can't see it because of the light. Your alcohol here. Here we go. We are. I'm just announcing to all sponsors. Yes. You know, I am, that's why I'm not drinking until, until this feed yes. gets sponsored by an <laughs> yeah. alcohol brand. Then I'll start drinking. Until 2023. Again. In 2023, Aaron. you can be the official alcohol sponsor of this basketball show. Aaron is the most committed to sponsorship of anybody I have ever known (laughs) embarking on sobriety. Please. Please. It could even be alcohol I don't like. Yeah, like a lot of people, a lot of people are like, vodka, Tito's, what you got for us? That's my answer. They're like, I have a sponsor. Aaron's like, I need a sponsor to drink. Like, you know, I (laughs) I need a sponsor and a sponsor. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Happy New Year, everybody. (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha